Words appear. Whose blind life is it anyway? Present this accessible life with Victor Marquez, starring Victor Marquez. And Victor Govea announcing. The Blind Perspective Network. Sponsored by VIP Tech. Welcome all to another episode of This Accessible Life with Victor Marquez. I am your announcer, Victor Govea, and remember, if you like what you're about to hear, press that like button and share it with your friends and family so they can benefit from whatever's said here, and subscribe, hitting your notification bell so you can get notified when we upload a new video or go live. You can also catch us on our Facebook page, Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway?, and on Twitter at Blind Hoos, that's B L I N D W H O S E. You can also catch us on podcasts if you have iOS or iDevices. You can catch us on Android devices as well, be it Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And we are on Amazon products as well. So you can ask Alexa to play Who's Blind Life is it anyway And she will go out and find the podcast Additionally if you like a recording of this episode Or any episode that's broadcast here on the network Please send an email to Who's Blind Life is it anyway At gmail.com And we will send you out a link to the folder That houses all the episodes that are broadcast here on the network. On this second episode of This Accessible Life, Victor Marquez orients you to the Mantis Q40 Braille display. He gives a full orientation and provides detailed descriptions of each part of the Mantis Q40. And now, I present Victor Marquez. This is Victor Marquez at This Accessible Life on YouTube and thisaccessiblelife.com. I'd like to thank you for checking out this next video in the series for the APH Mantis Q40. So here we have the APH Mantis Q40 Braille display. We're going to do a physical orientation to the device first. I have my fingers on the 40 cells of braille display which is located at the, at the bottom of the device above that are 40 cursor rooting buttons that are above each cell when you're editing or selecting items on the menu these cursor rooting buttons serve as a quick way to jump to that item the next section of the display will have our keyboard it is a typical QWERTY keyboard with a little bit of a modification to where some of the keys are located. So let's quickly go through. We have Control, Function, Windows, Alt, Spacebar, 
Alt and Control on the bottom row. And then at the very bottom corner of the keyboard display, we have the inverted T formation of arrow keys. We have left, down, right, and then above the down, we have the up arrow. On the second row of keys, we have shifts at each end, at the left and the right. We have our Z through comma keys that are typical on the bottom row of a QWERTY keyboard. Next row, the home row, we have a caps lock key, and we have A all the way through the apostrophe, and then an enter key at the very end on the right. Our next row up is a tab key, and then the Q all the way to the left and right brackets, and the very rightmost key on this row is a backslash. Then our next row up, we have grave accent and then keys one through zero, a minus, equal, and backspace. And our very top row consists of an escape key, functions keys F1 through F12, with markings every four keys on the F4, F8, and F12, and then a delete key at the very top right corner of the keyboard. There are some dual functions that are accessed by hitting the function key plus a second key combination. Function key F9, I believe, is insert. Function key left arrow is home. Function key right arrow is end. Function key up is page up. Function key down is page down. There may be some other keys that I am not remembering at this moment, but I believe that does take care of the typical keys that you would need to find on a keyboard. We're now viewing the left edge of the Mantis Key 40 display. Where my finger is is a USB-C charging port where you can plug in the USB-C cable to charge from a wall outlet or connect it to your computer via USB. This button with the race dot is the power button. You press and hold it for two seconds to turn on the device and press it for two seconds to turn off the device when it is on and that will do a full shutdown. If the device is on and you quickly press it, it will go into sleep mode. And over here we have a USB-A receptacle for a thumb drive. If you have books or other materials on a thumb drive, you can plug it in here and the Mantis Q40 can access those files. And this is the rear edge of the Mantis Q40 display. The only thing that you'll find on the rear edge is an SD card right here. And if you push it in with your thumb, it will pop out. You can remove it, place it in the computer, or place it back in. You'll just have to push until it clicks. Finally, let's look at the front edge of this device. We have two small rectangular keys at the left and right of the front edge. We have two larger rectangular keys in the middle. And then in the very middle of the device, we have a round circular button. The leftmost key is your previous thumb key. The larger rectangular key on the left is your left thumb key. The middle key is your home button. The larger button on the right is your right thumb key. On the very most right of the front edge of the device is your next thumb key. The thumb keys are used to 
move from item to item in the menu. And the larger thumb keys, the second and fourth keys on the front edge, are your panning keys, where you can pan the display beyond the 40 characters that is shown at one time. And as I mentioned in the introduction, the battery is user replaceable. We're now looking at the bottom side of the unit. We have a Braille serial number here, and we have two screws where my fingers are that are removable. You can replace the battery yourself. I now have in my hand the polyurethane back case that is provided by APH with the display. You place this over the device and the cutout goes towards the front where the thumb keys are. You just place it over the back and push down around the corners and the device will snap in to have a protective vacuum. I removed that back again and I'm now reaching for the executive products case that I have, which is here. The executive products case, as you can see, does cover the unit completely. And the way to use this is that we will, we have two snaps here that have to be undone. We place the device in like that. So that is the case has the back laying flat on the table. I have placed the display at the back of the case with the snaps undone, the thumb keys facing forward, and I will push the case all the way in. And then we take the two snaps, do them up. They're very tricky to do, but they will snap into place. as such. And now the cover can come and it has a magnetic closure at the front and it is fully protected. I have a strap as well attached to the case. You can open it, lay the cover back, and then you can use the device while it's still in the case. To navigate the menus on this device, you can use three methods. You can use your leftmost and rightmost buttons on the front edge, the previous and next thumb keys, to move between items. And, or you can use your up and down arrows. And finally, you can usually use first letter navigation. So if you know the item in a menu that you're looking for, you can hit that first letter on the QWERTY keyboard and that item will be displayed and ready for selection. To select an item in a menu, there are two methods you can use. You can hit the enter key, or when the name is displayed of the item on the braille display, you can press any cursor rooting button above that name to select that option. There are some hotkeys that can also be used for particular functions in that case, you don't need to press enter or use a cursor rooting button. You just simply press the key combination to select that option. Also, much like a computer, certain options are available when you hit control M anywhere on the device, and they are context sensitive to the application that you are using. 
So for example, when you're creating a note in the notepad, Control M will open up options specific to the editor. When you are in terminal mode, Control M will open up functions specific to the terminal, and so on. I'm now going to turn on the device, and we're going to do some exploration. Pressing and holding the power button for two seconds, the unit vibrates, and it says starting, and there's an animated circle graphic that goes around and round while the unit boots up. It'll take about 30 seconds, and when it's done, you will see editor on the display. I will press down arrow to see what is in the main menu of this device. I see terminal, and next we have library, next we have file manager, calculator, date and time, settings, online services, user guide, and power off. Pressing down one more time, we'll cycle back to editor. To turn off the device, select power off, or P, if you're using first letter navigation. You can, as I said earlier, use your up and down arrow keys, or you can use your previous and next. Once you have found power off, you can hit enter, or you can press the cursor rooting button, which I'll do now. We have a menu saying shut down, question mark. Again, you can press previous or next, or up, and, up or down, and you have OK and cancel. I'm going to hit OK, and the device shuts down. The device gives a double vibration when it shuts down after about 30 seconds. I have the device on again, and if this time I quickly press the power button, you'll notice that all the Braille cells pop up fully, and the device is in sleep mode. To quickly resume using the device, just quickly press the power button again, and you're back exactly where you left off. You could be in the middle of a note, or in the middle of a Braille display session in the terminal, and you will return to that same place when you're in sleep mode. Now the problem with sleep mode is that it continues to use batteries, so if you have your device in sleep mode and leave it that way, the battery will not last that long. Within one week, your battery will be fully depleted. If you turn off the device fully, your battery can last a lot longer. A few other notes. As you notice, one of the main menu options is the user guide. You have full access to the user guide in Braille on the device anytime you wish. That way, it is just a text file that you can navigate with the same navigational commands that you would normally use in book reading or in a notepad. F12 is the key that you will press to toggle between QWERTY input and Braille input. So if you hit F12, you are then in Braille mode, and you would then use your home row keys to enter dots 1 through 8 in Braille. There are some global keystrokes that you should know that are accessible anywhere on the device, regardless of what application you have open. Control-Alt-G will toggle your grade of Braille that you are using. The options are computer Braille, uncontracted Braille, or contracted Braille. And these are based on the Braille profiles that you have set up in your settings. So it will use the same table 
of Braille that you have set for your device, whether it be EBAE or UEB or another country's Braille code, but it will switch between computer Braille, uncontracted, and contracted with Control-Alt-G. Control-Alt-L will change your Braille profiles. There are four Braille profiles that you can set. This is very important, say, if you are multilingual and you read Braille in various languages or codes often. You can have your Braille settings saved in one of the four Braille profiles. Control-Alt-P will display your battery level, regardless of where you are on the device. It will say battery, and at this point I have 96%. To escape out of an application and go back to the main menu, you can press the home key, which is the center of the front edge, the round circular button in the middle. That will take you home every time, or Control-Alt-H will do the same. Control-I will display system information, regardless of where you are. Control-Alt-T will display the current time of day. Let's do that now. And I see that it is 4.13 p.m. Escape for that, and for the date, it is Control-Alt-D. I see the date listed here. Control-Alt-E will eject your media, similar to a safe eject procedure that you would use in Windows. What this means is that it will finish saving any files to the media, the SD card or the thumb drive, before disconnecting it so that there is no data loss. Control-Alt-E is the key that you will hit for that. And you have SD as the option that pops up. If I had a thumb drive, it would also say USB, but I'm going to hit Enter or a cursor rooting key. And it says SD card removed. It hasn't been physically removed from the device, but it has been disconnected. I can now pop it out safely. Now, when I insert the device again, we will get a message saying SD card inserted. The next hotkey that you should know about is Control-Alt-N. This will open a new editor file regardless of where you are on the device. I'm going to hit Home. From the main menu, I will hit Control-Alt-N, and we have a new blank notepad file ready for editing. I'll escape. And that will conclude this lesson, which gives you a general overview and orientation to the Braille Mantis Q40 device. This is Victor at This Accessible Life, and if you've enjoyed this video, I'd like to thank you for watching. Please like the video hit the bell to subscribe, and feel free to contact me if you have any questions. My email is therealvictormarquez at gmail.com, or you can reach me through thisaccessiblelife.com. I offer consultation services, braille transcription, and accessibility testing. I'm here to help you live your most accessible life. Catch This Accessible Life every Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? If you wish to contact Victor Marquez, please do so at The Real Victor Marquez, T H E 
R-E-A-L-V-I-C-T-O-R M-A-R-Q-U-E-S at gmail.com or look for the Successful Life website coming soon. I hope you enjoyed it.